Welcome to True Nature Radio. I'm Laurie Regan. And I'm Heiner Fruhoff. Today we're going to continue in the series of talks that we've been, or the series of shows that we've been doing on the Chinese organ networks. Today, the topic is the pericardium. So Heiner, why don't you give us a basic introduction to this essential organ system, what the functions are. Yeah, it's always with the organ networks to make it more applicable for our general audience uh, who are not specifically in the field of Chinese medicine. Let's remind ourselves of what is the position of the pericardium on the so-called organ clock, meaning when the Chinese talk about the so-called pericardium function in the body, in nature, what kind of function is that resembling? And we are basically uh, in the position now of what the Chinese call the ninth month of the year in the annual cycle, or the time from 7 to 9 p.m. in the evening, which means it is the time be behind sunset, uh, the time when the light is going inward. And the ninth month of the year is... Uh, the, t- the the months right after the uh, t- approximately October 5th to November 5th in the Chinese lunar calendar um, is this, um, yeah, the time when nature is pumping all of its energy in the root system and where the literally nature is being stripped naked, like the leaves are coming stripped off. The bark is coming stripped off, and that is why in the so-called tidal hexagram description of where nature is at this time, uh, we've got five parts yin at the bottom and one part yang at the surface. And that hexagram is hexagram 23, which is called bo. And bo, it means to peel a fruit. So nature is being peeled, is being stripped naked, and there is a certain kind of vulnerability uh, that comes with it and, of course, a certain kind of intimacy. Uh, 7 to 9 p.m. especially is the time when you see here in Portland on 21st or 23rd Avenue, that is when when the romantic dining season begins. And uh, that is precisely what the pericardium in the body is in charge of, is relationship, is how to be able to create intimacy, closeness through the act of vulnerability, and at the same time uh, coming from a place where you feel safe. That's why the pericardium is also called the heart protector, but it is really coming from a place of relationship that comes from a state of vulnerability and openness of the heart. So the heart, the pericardium is just as much the heart opener as it is the heart protector. So one of the major functions you're talking about here is protection. So a kind, there's a protection and a kind of corresponding appropriate vulnerability, right? So what happens in nature if this pericardium function is not healthy? The... Um, the pericardium in the body in modern Chinese medicine is limited to an understanding of being, you know, that the human being is four parts fire, 
and two parts of each one of the other elements. And while it governs relationship and governs so many of our most intimate uh, moments and uh, also the traumas that people in modern times experience, in modern TCM, it is very often limited to being the last barrier to the heart. You know, having like the Taiyang small intestine on the outside fire organ, then you've got the triple warmer sort of as a threshold more to the inside, and then the most intimate companion of the heart, the last barrier to the heart, where, for instance, epidemic pathogens enter, uh, and where they being held at bay is the pericardium. Um, now, the the uh, and it is very important before we, therefore, to understand for a proper understanding of the pericardium in the body, of what is it supposed to be in nature, and what goes wrong with it, as you just asked, uh, in nature. And the the time from 7 to 9 p.m., as we said already, is that the hour, the double hour behind the sunset time, or the months, the ninth months is the months behind the uh, equinox. So this means that what is happening in nature now is everything is cooling down on the outside, dying off on the outside, and all of the inner light is getting turned on. So it is hot on the inside and cold on the outside. And uh, any kind of turning around of that situation would be problematic. In Chinese, that means hot on the outside, explicit on the outside, uh, but then co more cold on the, on the inside. And that is really uh, the so-called clock pair, meaning the position that is opposite of the ninth months would be the third months of the year, whereas opposite of 7 to 9 p.m. would be 7 to 9 a.m., that position in the organ clock belongs to the stomach. And stomach is in charge of outward expression and building of the ego and pumping all of the energy into the outside in uh, springtime, you know, sort of uh, Taurus time in nature, and as a result of then have less energy on the inside and the stomach likes to be nice and cool. Um, so this in modern times is a, uh, a pathology. We often see sort of a, uh, you know, in the times of global warming, we have more heat, more epidemic disease, including the epidemic of Lyme disease, is actually something that we having outer heat at a time when there isn't supposed to be that much. And in a certain uh, way, the illumination of our cities when everything is supposed to be cold and dark and we're supposed to go more inward. Uh, you know, we you live in downtown Manhattan. There's certainly not cold and dark at 7 to 9 p.m., but there's all of the lights uh, out on the outer as well. And so that is sort of the mirror image in nature then of the epidemic disease in the body is that there is this inner piece of the heart cannot happen because literally the outer layer of the heart is inflamed because it doesn't have this outer coolness and the inner passion and light that comes with peace. Like irregular heartbeat in the body very often related to 
pathogens or anxiety or epidemic pathogens making their way all the way into the pericardium. Makes me think of a story I heard um, on NPR a couple days ago interviewing some young people, young adults, who were saying that the norm these days is to go out for a social evening starting, say, on a Friday, starting at not ever before 11 p.m. So the trend is to be at home and then actually go out for all the wild social behavior, not get home until 3 o'clock in the morning. And a lot of the person talking was a student, I think, who was, you know, on a pretty um, different schedule during the week, Monday through Friday, but then on Friday evening and on Saturday evening was staying out really late and saying they didn't like that, it didn't feel good for them, but if they didn't do it, it wasn't going to, they couldn't hang out with their friends, they couldn't really have the same kind of social life. But it seems um, like that represents some kind of, or would lead to, or represent some kind of pathology of the pericardium, no? Where during this time when you should be maybe more intimate in a way that's honoring something inward, there's this tendency to wait and then have more of a stomach function happening, flourishing, even after the pericardium time in the, in the time clock cycle. You're absolutely right. It's my observation as a practitioner of medicine that as a society as a whole, and certainly in the patients we see, pericardium pathology is a very prominent feature of modern life. And that means there's a reversal of this coolness or reservedness or veiling on the outside. We are basically in the third months of fall now, um, entry into winter. So nature is cooling off, is going inward, and is uh, veiling itself in a certain way. And having sort of, in order to create a warmth uh, and an opening on the inside. Um, in, in the earlier exploration, uh, particularly exploring the relationship between the so-called animal organs from the lung to the large intestine to the stomach and the spleen that are in charge of nourishing and fostering the development of our physical being uh, to then the more spiritual parts of our being. Chinese medicine is masterful that way, that it is very descriptive, not just about and nutrition and uh, air and exercise needs, but also um, the description of the human being as a spiritual being. And the heart is the lead organ in the body. And it is the true mandate and purpose of the human being to be in our hearts, to fulfill the mandate of our hearts. And the description of the heart was, it is that organ network that opens our connection to the light of spirit. So uh, is this finding, the, the mission or the mandate of the heart is the finding and the creation of unity, keeping that line open and not living in the realm of separation where our physical body and its desires and its needs often lead us. So that is a, one of the main yin-yang tensions in the body. That's why the five element system is also so important because it reflects this number two, yin number, number three, yang number. As a human being, we are spirit and body. We are heart 
in stomach, so to speak. But the heart needs to rule. And the heart has various layers and function. And in a certain way, the pericardium as another fire element is part, is the secret of the heart, is the secret to get the heart to work well. So if the heart is sort of the mission keeper of the mandate of unity and which gets achieved through love, it is the the pericardium is the switch. It's like to switch on that secret hormonal switch that gives us a full body urge and yearning for an experience of being in love. So that the, the pericardium in a certain way is the romantic love official, the purpose of which is not to abuse it for some kind of epinephrine rush or so or becoming addicted to falling in love again and again, it is to open the function of the heart, which is being in love with existence and every situation, every person, and of course our own heart. So um, that is the tragedy of modern being, is that the, the pericardium is tethered more to the stomach rather than to the heart, meaning we abusing the hormonal axis from the stomach and to the pericardium as sort of an addictive kind of generator of particular essences that then get us into a stage of ecstasy briefly. And I would say uh, most substance abuse and uh, food addiction, but also sexual addiction. And this uh, in modern times, in comparison to ancient times, relatively wild experimentation with sexuality and constantly falling in and out of love, already starting in in middle school and certainly high school and college then, uh, leaves, from a Chinese perspective, scar tissue on the pericardium, which then prevents us that door, the only door that there is to fully open the heart and be connected to the realm of spirit is not working. Um, so that is a, yeah. So talk a little bit more about the rituals maybe or the the characteristics of ancient cultures that protected the sacred function of the pericardium. Yeah, as I just mentioned, the pericardium is the secret to the secret, is the this this powerful energy that once unleashed it can completely consume you like fire um, and therefore you need to guard it extremely carefully uh, the archetype of the pericardium in the mythology of ancient china that was used to describe this time space coordinates of the ninth months and 7 to 9 p.m and eventually the uh, description of the pericardium function is that of the young, innocent, vulnerable, but also extremely sexually uh, magnetic and desirable girl, uh, sort of uh, in ancient China, you know, a marrying age was often at age 12, but then certainly 15, 16, something like that. And that kind of girl, and you see that still in tribal societies nowadays, uh, you would protect, you would put in particular chambers, um, isolated from um, a contact or men, or you would uh, uh, use the veil uh, or so to kind of, uh, or, or, and distinct separation of 
male and female, to keep a safe kind of environment so that once that energy that gets gets unleashed, that is completely pure. It's a kind of cultivation. Uh, we've been talking about Sufi spirituality before in a certain way. It is an access uh, to the divine by falling in love, by utilizing this pericardial ability to fall in love with your whole body with the divine. And so the sensation of uh, that full body experience of divinity is called the beloved. You know, everything you love with life and everything. Uh, and so that is that is pericardial energy. But if you do not protect that energy, and the love that always starts with this deep vulnerability and innocence and therefore can burn completely unhindered if that gets frustrated and gets betrayed. Uh, betrayal is always a beginning of per pericardial pathology and scar tissue and closing, then the heart will be, the heart opener cannot do its job anymore. And um, it's been traumatized and it's either shut open, meaning you will feel everything that you're not supposed to feel and opening the door to mental illness, or it's shut close and people are completely unable to ever make real connection, not to others, even love partners, and, and not, not to the realm of the divine, which is a real human tragedy. And that can also then lead to behavior where you repeatedly, you know, uh, maybe some, um, uh, you know, uh, people who are constantly changing partners uh, or who are in polyamorous relationships maybe, or um, even people who go into prostitution is this attempt to find intimacy but not being able you know, have this outer clashing of the naked bodies, but you don't have the inner blending and melding of the heart and achieving real unity. So that is sort of a, a pericardial uh, pathology, and we see that a lot in modern times where there is sort of a lot of hotness on the surface, a lot of uh, falling in love or hooking up with people and sexual activity, but there is an inability for real consuming uh, holy fire on the inside in that process. So, and this presumably manifests at a physiological or a physical level as well, no? Like what kinds of problems would you expect to see in somebody that has this pericardium dysfunction? That is a good question. It's, uh, as I mentioned earlier, in regular TCM, the pericardium is considered to be the last barrier uh, before the heart uh, and, and being sort of a last screen for epidemic diseases that kind of move into the heart. So from a modern Western perspective, this would be um, here in the Willamette Valley um, in the Portland-Eugene area in Oregon, uh, there is a lot of what uh, is called the Coxsackie virus, which is a, the, the, a, a normal type of cold flu virus that people get a lot that gives a, people terrible um, respiratory disorders. But then when people do not rest, and um, then it has a tendency to go deeper into the system and affect the neurological system, uh, basically inflaming the nerves, and can affect the electricity uh, that governs the heartbeat. And so, um, like uh, causing 
myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle, or pericarditis, or even endocarditis. So there, um, so uh, epidemic diseases number one that can be life threatening by not just inflaming the lung but the heart itself would be considered the disease being in the pericardium. Once it affects the heart itself, people lose consciousness and and might be near death. Um, and then secondarily, uh, irregular heartbeat is usually associated with the pericardium and is also sort of evidence of a deep type of stress and very often paired with one of those viruses. However, the term Xin Bao uh, heart wrapper is also because the term Bao is referring to uh, the, something that is a uterus-like structure. Um, and so the, 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 the pericardium is also in six confirmation diagnosis called a yin, a extreme yin channel, and that together with the liver governs the blood. So more than anything else, the pericardium is an organ that has to do with the blood, uh, which is hormonal reality, especially in women. And so menstruation and particularly uh, mental, emotional uh, changes and brain chemistry changes, since the pericardium is also makes a clock pair with a stomach, Brain chemistry changes sometimes related to food, but very often with uh, emotional trauma, they all belong to the pericardium. Right. And even, Heiner, when you talk about blood, just like the organ systems, the organ networks are not simply talking about the physical organ, they're talking about a set of functions. That's also true with the blood as well, right? So when you say the pericardium protects or guards the blood, it's the physiological, the physical level of blood, but it's also more than that as well, right? Yeah, as I just mentioned, it's like the Western concept of hormones and brain chemistry very much belongs to what the Chinese call the blood. The The term xue for blood uh, is really an ancient, a picture of an ancient ritual vessel that has a the, the drop of sacrificial blood coming into it. So um the there's even books written about the sacred juice and the reason why uh blood was such revered as uh, more than any other body fluid is because it contains that which is the most precious to ancient people which is it's you know you've got inorganic substances that evolved to becoming organic substances and then you have further evolution uh, almost the universe meditating to then form organic life forms that have a consciousness and that wonder, who am I and why am I here? And that consciousness is what makes the blood red from an ancient perspective, because you sweat a lot, you get tired. Um, you pee a lot or you have diarrhea, you get exhausted. Whereas you lose blood, you lose consciousness. So it is that redness in the blood that is the spirit, the fire, that is inside of there. And so that is what uh, what the pericardium together with the liver uh, governs, is the, the, the production and the storage and the turning red of regular fluids to imbue it with that, with that consciousness. So states of the deeply disturbed consciousness, particularly due to trauma, emotional trauma, and violation of somebody's 
mo innermost uh, intimate space, like rape would very much qualify here, um, then can permanently ch cr create pericardial pathological patterns that translate in Western terms into pathological hormonal pathways or um, uh, brain chemistry changes that can literally make somebody psychotic. Yeah, and, and permanent presuming that they don't get treated, right? I can refer people back to several shows ago where um, I did an interview with Dr. Roger Batchelor who was talking about trauma and extreme trauma that happened to people and how it leads to long-term chronic problems that can be treated. So we want to leave people with hope in that sense as well, that that there is a way to regain health, but often it will take a very um, take the assistance of somebody who really has expertise in that area. Absolutely, hey. that is the whole point. Is the uh, the um, the reason why we're talking about these <clears throat> uh, theoretical. Uh, issues how to diagnose specific physiological functions and then the pathology that arises from that is to say as long as you know where the problem is on this 12 clock then you can treat it with acupuncture with herbs with uh, psychological therapy uh, etc so absolutely in Chinese medicine as long as you know the pericardium is diseased you can um, use uh, the work with that particular meridian and herbal therapy to make quite a big difference there. So Heinrich, just in the last few minutes that we have, can we talk a little bit about the animal that's associated? We've done that with the other organ systems. In this case, the animal associated with the pericardium is the dog. Yes, absolutely. This is a, a great example of the, the, the wonders of ancient mythological science where you communicate in very vivid, almost comic strip, for, strip form, um, what uh, how ancient people translated invisible energies and concepts into visible, uh, something that is more easy to understand. So the earthly branch that goes with the ninth month of the year and with the time from 7 to 9 p.m. that was sort of written on the ancient cosmological clock phase is the branch Xu. And Xu is further because it already 2,000 years ago, didn't mean all that much to people. It's a picture of a jade axe um, that was mostly used for rituals and shamanic purposes that the shaman was wielding to connect to the heavens. It's almost like the ritual axe that you use to split open your sternum to connect to the realm of spirit. Um, but the animal that was chosen, chosen to represent this energy is the dog. And the dog is both the guard dog that sits at the gate, at the inner threshold, and loves the master when he or she comes home, and then barks at the intruder and keeps them out. So it is both this uh, this guard dog that is the heart protector part, and then there is the heart opener part. That That's why people who are alone, they often have dogs, because it's the perfect thing to keep you company, just like... In Chinese medicine, we talk about wuzang liu fu. There's five zhang organs and six fu organs. So there is the odd person out. It's the triple warmer. We're going to talk about that next week or so. But um, 
the pericardium that was almost historically invented to keep that odd person out company. So the pericardium's purpose is very much about keeping company, keeping, uh, creating relationship. And the dog is the heart opening of every puppy. Uh, you cannot but love it and is completely surrendered in a certain way, even if uh, a dog gets uh, abused, uh, it it'll beg for for love from 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 the person who's uh, who is the, the the quote unquote master here. So that is the symbol for for the pericardium is is this place in us that it yearns for love and relationship, and uh, through that then opens our hearts. So Henry, thanks for that image that gives us a summary of what the pericardium is all about. That that loyalty toward the owner, that um, that love and heart-opening quality, and at the same time, the protection, keeping out the enemy, keeping away, just protecting against that which is not actually intending to or maybe simply capable of honoring our heart. So on that note, it's all we have for, for this week. Join us next week when we talk about the Triple Warmer Organ Network. I'm Laurie Regan. And I'm Heiner Fruhoff. If you're interested in a serious uh, pursuit or study of natural medicine topics, check out the website of National College of Natural Medicine, ncnm.edu. And if you'd like to hear more about the symbolism of ancient classical Chinese medicine, go to classicalchinesemedicine.org. We're especially on the Associates Forum where you can become a member. There are many... Uh, hours of uh, similar discussions available in long video lectures. See you next week.